Welcome to the Spin Life Well Show, where we talk about your finances from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice, and I'm joined in the studio today by my fellow financial professional, Jesse Hamilton. Jesse, hey, welcome. Thanks, Mark. You know, Jesse, we've been talking about all sorts of different topics this year, but um, we haven't talked much about stewardship. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be a kind of a complicated word to people, but it's pretty clear, so let's dive into this. Well, I think there's several concepts that we kind of define stewardship. Mm-hmm. And I think the first one is that people struggle with, and, and some people are, even Christians are surprised, that uh, it's about the principle of ownership. Okay? okay, Who owns it all? And in Psalm 24, uh, the verse says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Now that right there says that God owns it all, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and, clearly. And, and some people think, well, but, but, God didn't make my paycheck, right? God didn't, and we have to ask, did they? Mm-hmm. Who enabled you to earn that money? Who got you the job? It, I don't know, Mark, but when you go back to Genesis, that's of course where God created everything. And you go back to Adam and Eve in the garden, and they're called to work it and take care of it. And it's clear that um, this is God's first, you know, Command, not commandment, but he tells them to be good stewards of what they have. Right, and 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 you know he commanded them to to go and 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 cultivate the earth and command and demand uh, take command over all the animals and things like uh-huh. that. In fact, it was commanded them to actually give them the names. Right. Yeah, go name them. Yeah, well, that, that'd be kind of a fun exercise. That'd be a lot of them, but that'd be a long time. But it, so if <laughs> if God created everything, we were created by God, mm-hmm. then. It would reason to say that God owns everything. Yeah. All right. Now that's a that's a it could be a foreign concept for a lot of people. You know, echoing in down in, in Deuteronomy eight seventeen and eight eighteen, the verses say, My power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But then right after that verse in eight seventeen, Deuteronomy eight eighteen talks about and counsels us to think otherwise. It says, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Hmm. So, okay, I earn a paycheck, I get a job, I earn a paycheck, I'm able to save, I maybe invest for the future and so forth. And But it really is God that gives us that ability. So if, if God owns it all, let's talk about what's our role. How are we responsible for things? So, Jesse, what, think about... You know, um, the command to be a good steward, that we are simply here to be managers of God's things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know, God gives us also to enjoy richly the things that were provided Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. So we're called to be God's stewards, to manage all that belongs to him. While God has entrusted this to our care, development and enjoyment of all those things, we still have to be responsible for those things, all right? Mm-hmm. So so really the, the responsibility for taking care of the planet, for taking care of our money, God's money, mm-hmm. for caring of our children, for caring of our family, for being a, a good steward of the things that are all part of stewardship and our responsibility. Yeah, and we could get into a whole rabbit hole of behavioral finance and laziness within your budget and your spending, a lot of people just don't want to touch it. 
So is God going to keep us accountable for this? Yeah. I think so too. And I, I'm, I'm reminded of the parable of the talents, right? Mm-hmm. And there and there's several examples of, of this in Scripture. So in the parable of talents, and I think this is in Matthew, right? Uh, maybe in a couple of different Gospels. It's, it's but, in several of yeah. them, yeah. And, and forgive me for not having the verse. But uh, in the parable of talents, you know that um, there was a manager, and he was going on a long trip, and he entrusted to three other managers, if you will, the master, excuse me, entrusted to three other managers, different amounts of, of his wealth, right? right. Mm-hmm. One had 10 talents, which a talent is is really like a, the equivalent of a, a year's worth of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. One had 10, one had five, one had just one. Just one. And so the story goes and the parable goes that the, the manager with the 10 invested wisely, took his master's money and did things well and, and compounded it quite a bit. The same thing happened with the person that was entrusted with five talents. But the the manager that only had one talent didn't do anything. Yeah, he buried it. He was afraid. Mm-hmm. And later on, when the master came back, the parable goes that that you know he's good and you know I'm going to reward you, good and faithful servant. Come celebrate with me for your efforts and things. And then he gets to the guy who who just basically ignored it. He buried it in the sand, right? And he's like, "You fool." Yeah, he, he says you couldn't even have just put it in the bank and collected some interest, right? <laughs> and and I don't know what I mean. I don't know how banking was in in yeah. Uh, I can't imagine times, it, but, it was uh, you know Fed overnight fund rate or anything, but um, but they were paying interest. They were paying interest. Yeah, <laughs> they were paying interest then, even back then. So he was not a wise steward in those situations. The mm-hmm. first two managers were, and they were rewarded for that. Right. And that kind of brings us to the fourth principle that we wanted to talk about. And that is um, uh, the principle of reward. In Colossians 3, Colossians 3, 23 and 24, Paul writes, Whatever you do, work with it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, and, I, and I've told you once before that, um, you know, I'm thinking of, of a previous job, and I was studying this verse that day. I was, I was kind of bummed. I, didn't, I knew I wasn't in the right place. And I knew God was prompting me to take action. But I was like, no, I've got a nice paycheck. I, I don't want to disrupt the apple cart. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've moved a lot over the years. I don't want to disrupt the apple cart. So, you know, I, I said, Lord, don't let me be, I prayed this, don't let me be complacent with what I'm doing right now. Prompt me to move forward and to do something. And it was this verse, Colossians 3, 23 and 24, that I read that day that prompted me to say that prayer. And thank goodness, you know, God answered the prayer that very same day, that very same day. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Yeah. And you know what happened? You left. No, I didn't leave. I got fired. You got fired. I got fired from the job. Yeah. And I wasn't happy there. My boss was not happy. We were not having a good relationship. And the Lord knew that I was ready to take that next step. I kind of said, wait, wait, God, that's not quite what I meant. You know, I told you I was really comfortable (laughs) with my situation, right? Yeah. Uh, But no, he knew I needed that prodding to go out and to uh, dedicate my life to service of others in helping people with their finances. So that's that's why we're here today, Jesse, is because I prayed that prayer, I read that verse that day, 
and I got canned. Yeah. So God has a plan for everything. And I, now I remember the, the verses for the parable of the, of the, the, the talents, and that's Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is when that does. And, and the master, when he came back, said, well, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many. So are we as ready as Christians to embrace this biblical worldview? Well, it's really difficult to. And I think going back to that first point, so many people don't believe that God owns it all. Because, you know, you don't pull up your bank statement and it says your name, not God. Yeah. And people think, I work so hard for this. This is my Lord Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> has an address at this address. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Here's your balances. <laughs> No, it doesn't do that. And then, and when we've taught classes in churches and things, and, and even the public, um, so many people are shocked about that. Mm -hmm. They they just and, and and I've gotten into arguments with some, not not trying to, you know, bear down on them to prove to them that you don't God walk into churches and start fights. No, I don't. But I I almost got into uh, not fisticuffs or anything. But a, <laughs> a guy challenged me on it. He's like, I worked hard for that. Yeah. I worked hard for that, and that's mine. Well, you know, th they want to provide for themselves and for their family. They say, this money is mine to buy the food for my table and the roof over my head. So I understand where he was coming from. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. But Scripture tells us otherwise, that God is the enabler, God is the provider, God is the owner. Mm -hmm. We are the managers, and we have to take that. So... So how does stewardship look like as we progress through life? And I want to spend just a few minutes kind of talking about this because I think it's real important. It, this is an all ages type of thing. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is something we're, we're responsible for even before we realize that this is God's command. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we're, when we're kids, right? Yeah. You get that first dollar, you know, maybe you did a chore or something, did a good job and you made a couple bucks. Yeah. And, and but this is also is if if we're te if we're teaching our children, and I know I was taught this. If we're teaching our children. This is where we begin to learn that God owns it all. Mm -hmm. God is the creator of all things. But as we're children, what things can we do to practice good stewardship? Think about what what do you get usually when you're a kid? Um, many different things. I mean, maybe when you're a little older kid, you might get an allowance. An allowance, all right? Well, let's go even more basic than that. Okay. Grandma and grandpa, it's Christmas or your birthday. What did they give you? Uh, I don't know, maybe some cash. All right, so Jesse's focused on cash, and that's okay. But I was thinking just a toy, Okay, right? a toy. Yeah. I got toys. And, and, and did you take good care of your toys when you were a toddler or a... Or a in kindergarten or first grade? Did Can't you imagine that I did. Yeah, so... but. We probably had those things either destroyed because we didn't take good care of them mm -hmm. or they were taken away from us because we misused them in some way. Yeah, you know, I, I remember getting a chemistry set. We won't go there um, <laughs> and have a conversation about that. But we learned those concepts as young children. And so it's why it's so important as, as parents to make sure that we're teaching our children about good stewardship and and just doing simple concepts about picking up your toys taking good care of your toys. If you do get an allowance or you do get a financial gift from grandma and grandpa, right? Making sure that we do something with it. You mm -hmm. know, we teach concepts that are real simple for kids and that's 
we have the three jar method. I don't have it here in front of me, Jesse. I should have should have brought it in, but we have the three jar method that focuses on one jar is for giving, one jar is for spending, one jar is for saving, and it should be in the giving, saving, spending mm -hmm. type category. But that those simple three, we just use a mason jar. We put a label on it that says giving, saving, spending. And whenever our children get money, and you can do the same thing with your children, is you you teach them about giving and what why we give back. Yeah, and All it's right? unnatural to them even though when they're single digits. That's right, and and in, in a lot of times you have to come up with a lot of nickels, dimes, and pennies to be able to break out the the <laughs> giving part and the saving part and stuff like that. But you're teaching them that these things are important. So so mm -hmm. how we as parents teach our children is so important, even at early ages when they have simple things like. A few toys. Yeah. Okay. So what about in our twenties, right? We're we're out of the house. We're on our own. Maybe we we went to college. Maybe we didn't. What's one of the first things that we have to master about stewardship as an adult? Uh, well, some people don't even get this far, but I would say managing a budget. Absolutely. We have to live within our means. Mm. Now I can tell you, don't feel bad because. 99% of the people that listen to this podcast do not have a spending plan. All right. We see that over and over again. When people come into our office, we ask them how much they spend every month. They don't know, or they look up into the right. They're accessing the cerebral part of their brain that is the part that does creative things. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're making it up <laughs> or, or they're trying to figure out what it is and they don't know. And, and so people don't know, but we encourage you to do a spending plan. That's being a good steward of your money is living with your means and having a plan for how you're going to manage what you have received from your jobs, works, and things like that. Great. What about our 30s, Jesse? Uh, so it's common in your 30s to maybe be raising a family, start saving for the future, and maybe make some big purchases like a home. Yeah, These or are, car. Or yeah. cars, yeah. yeah, things that you need. Um, so making big church, big uh, purchases requires stewardship and responsibility. Right, because there's a lot there's a lot more responsibility with that, and you have to plan ahead. I all too often we see the the home buying process for first time homebuyers go something like this, and that is they try to figure out how much they can afford. They're not thinking about what they need; they need to think about how much they can afford, and they. Uh, almost without exception, buy far too much home than yeah. they actually need. And they find themselves burdened with debt. Okay. And the Bible counsels us about debt. Doesn't say debt's bad, but it does give us a lot of warnings about debt and how that can be a burden, mm -hmm. which ultimately a lot of debt can prohibit us from being a good steward yeah. with God's resources. So so in our 40s and 50s and things, we've got kids, we're raising kids still, they're maybe getting out of the house, maybe they we're sending them to college, but all of a sudden we start thinking about, oh my gosh, we have to retire in a few years. Right. And so a lot of folks in their, in their 40s and 50s are thinking about making sure that they have enough for the future. This is what they should have been thinking about when they're in their 20s, but it really does hit home for folks, especially in their 50s that they really need to focus and come prepare a plan. You know, the, the Bible says that, uh, you know, the we can commit our plans to the Lord, but he will decide how they, they evolve and go. I know that's in Proverbs, and I'm butchering the verse. So <laughs> for my friends that are pastors, you know, email me, text me. I know you're going to send me an angry email about butchering Scripture. But 
you know, those are different things. And then, and then in our retirement years, Jesse, we even have to be good stewards during then too. It could be hard for some people because maybe you're on a fixed income or maybe you're trying to live within your means because you don't have a job anymore. Your savings are not going up. They're going down. And so a lot of people use that excuse not to give anymore when they're mm. in retirement because they're on that fixed income. You said the magic word. And and we think that's that shouldn't have to be that way. We, we constantly want to... Uh, give and rejoice at the, the blessings that we receive from the Lord. Yeah. And so stewardship is a concept that may be kind of foreign to some people, but it is given to us through Scripture that we are here to manage God's stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And Starting in well. the beginning of the Bible. That's right. That's right. So, folks, I hope that this conversation has been helpful to you. If you have any questions about stewardship or any type of financial question, you can give us a call. 800-491-4508 or visit us at spinlockwell.com. Until next week, we want to offer you blessings to you and your family. We'll talk to you next time.